Welcome to Mindset Win Uncut, a version of the podcast where we give you a full-length interview with one guest with absolutely no interruptions. Today we're meeting one of the best ever long-distance triathletes whose toughness and perseverance is legendary. Daniela Reeve has won an incredible five Ironman World Championship titles, including in 2018, when she knocked 20 minutes off the course record at Kona. And this was despite being stung by a jellyfish early in the swim. In Daniela's episode, we talked about managing negative thoughts and finding ways to reset and refocus on the small, positive things you can control in the moment. But we could only offer you a tiny glimpse into all the insights Daniela shared with us in her interview. So this time we're giving you the opportunity to hear a lot more from this incredible athlete. Hi, I'm Daniela Reef, and I'm five-time Ironman World Champion. I've been in triathlon quite a while now. Um, I started when I was 14 and I started with swimming when I was 10 and then did athletics then went to some youth camp. I met my uh, former coach there and he was uh, bringing me into the sport. And as a junior, I just liked to train with the older ones. So I wanted to keep up with them. My goal was just to improve. I wanted to get better and to see how far I can bring my body. Triathlon is hard because we have three disciplines. So in terms of mental strength. It's really having the discipline to actually put the training in um, day by day. I think uh, the consistency is really important. It doesn't sound super exciting, but it's really not just one session which makes a difference. It's really the uh, every day, three times a day. It definitely needs a lot of motivation, of course, but also the strength not to skip one or two sessions. The race itself, I mean, you're a lot on your own, uh, especially in Ironman racing. So being out there in Kona, for example, it can be that you have a bad day or have a bad moment. And it's really about putting yourself in a positive spirit and to guide your thoughts because your thoughts is really where you're heading to. And the mind is responsible on how the body reacts. You can explain it as the angel and the devil. And, you know, you have this little voice in your head where it says, I can do it. I'm strong. I prepared for it. And then like maybe a second later, you actually have this other voice. It's like the doubting voice and it comes to you and it says, oh, I'm tired. I'm not sure if I train enough or if I'm strong enough or if I can make it through. So it's about how you manage those voices. Trying to put the devil under control because once you start thinking negative, your body will follow and then you will have immediately less strength and less power. Having a positive spirit, it can be also little moments where you just kind of trick yourself. You motivate yourself by just saying, okay, I'm just going to push till the next aid station. And if you manage to get over that moment, it can then suddenly go into a positive spiral. In a race in 2018, I was bitten by jellyfish just a few seconds before the start, maybe 30 seconds. And immediately I was quite motivated. I didn't let the negative thoughts come up. I said, okay, it's going to just fire me up. It will be fine. 
And after a while in a swim, I realized, yeah, it probably won't be fine. It hurt really a lot. And I was a little bit scared. And there I had this moment, which was still very clear. I thought, okay, I don't think I can make the swim. So the mind came up and said, I'm not sure if I can do it. And then in the same moment, I realized, okay, what's the situation? Like if I give up, I go home, go in the hotel room and feel sorry for myself. And I knew I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to let down all the people who followed me, my coach and myself, because I trained so hard for it. So I decided I'm not going to quit. I'm going to try to finish the swim and then just take it step by step. But somehow I'm going to finish the race. I kept going and eventually things changed and um, I managed to actually win the race and do a, a course record. So from one moment, having a bad moment with a positive mindset, it went to one of the best days in my career. Looking back to that, it shows how just one thought can really ruin your day and one positive thought can also save your day. If I would have, you know, decided to give up in that moment, the whole race, the whole experience would have been over. When you're racing, it's important to always be open um, for plan C, D, E, F. You have a goal and you have an idea how the race can go, but staying flexible is really important and just really adjusting to the moment. Ironman racing is such a long day. It takes eight, eight and a half hours. So you have to be ready for a lot. For example, the jellyfish, I was definitely not ready for that. I mean, I make myself so many plans and I'm imagining the race and it was just something I never expected to happen. And yeah, there, I think it's important to stay calm, just trying to think, okay, this happens. That's the situation. What can I do out of this situation? Sometimes also putting down expectation can help. Of course, I have a lot of expectations on myself. And in that day, I went from my goal be to win the race to actually just somehow finish it. And that thought actually made me feel really free. I felt I had nothing to lose because I already lost, you know, I was 10 minutes behind after the swim and I felt like, okay, there's really nothing to lose. Now we can go all in. It helps me to make fun of it, but like what's worse can happen than being stung by a jellyfish. So might as well keep going. <laughs> there's obviously limits. Like if you break your knee or if you break your leg, you're not able to probably run a marathon. So it's probably not smart to finish the race because you're actually going to destroy your body for a long-term period. But limits can be always pushed further than you might think. And for example, for me, when I race, I don't race with a watch or with a power meter because I don't want to limit myself. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of ways that can help you because you know what what you can push and you can then follow a plan and you can really optimize everything. But I'm actually racing better when I'm free, when I don't see my limits and when I feel good, when I'm in a good mindset and in a good atmosphere, I can go harder than I would think. If I would make myself a plan on how hard I want to ride, I might actually not put it high enough. And same for training. I mean, we train so much in trusting the, uh, the body. And there's certain sessions, of course, I also measure on the treadmill. You know your level, but then sometimes I just 
push them hard. And I try to focus on putting in the effort and not the result or not the time I'm reaching. So if you put in the effort uh, in each session, then eventually you're also going to be better. My mind is too obsessed of improving all the time that it helps me to let go of that obsession by not looking always at the numbers. The nickname Angry Bird kind of came from my long-term coach, Brett Sutton, and he started calling me like this because apparently in training, I was always making this serious face. And I call it a bit my focused side when I'm in training or especially in racing, I'm having this game face on and uh, yeah, that's kind of the angry bird face. It's not really angry, but just that focus. And it reminds me a bit on the movie of uh, Rocky with the, you know, eye of the tiger. It's a little bit similar to that. Like when you're focusing on one goal, you just do everything to do it. You know, you, you really, you have that mindset of, okay, now it's game on and, uh, I can find somehow the extra power when I'm out there and under pressure. Success, I would define as you squeeze out everything of yourself and show the best performance possible. When you put in the effort, I think that's something you can control where winning you can't control. Of course, I go to a race and my goal is not to come second, but still in the end, I always try to focus on my effort because that's the only thing I can control in the race. I can't control how good the others are. And that also helps to take a bit away the pressure and the expectations because if you just want to win, most likely you're not going to win because you put too much pressure on yourself. You might come second or third and you should be happy with your effort and with your race because it's the best you could have done in that day. That's also then helping me to still want to race the best because that's the only way to find out if you're actually up there with the best ones, if you compare to the best ones. But it comes with the risk that you might not win. I've also had a race or two where I won but I was really disappointed because I just wasn't happy with my performance. So that's why I always try to measure success on how good did I perform and not, well, did I win? Because if you win, it also depends on who was racing. And if you pick a race where no one is, you might win, but it's not the best performance you're able to do. And if you start to trust and focusing on the result, you're trying to find sneaky ways to somehow win and often they're not the best ways to then bring the best out of yourself or out of your performance. Every race had its challenges and I see that as the success. In the Ironman 2015, three days before I got my period and I knew, oh, it's going to be the day where I normally have the biggest pain. I know how to deal with it a bit, but if you take some uh, painkillers, you're still going to feel it. And I tried to prepare myself mentally. I knew I was ready. And also after 2.14, where I didn't win, the big goal was to win that race. And I knew I just have to um, suffer a little bit more. So that's kind of how I got into that race. I, I was very willing to suffer. I managed to get through quite okay on the bike. I did feel, you know, you have like a pulling on the back and that uncomfortable pain, which you don't really want because you're already busy enough with pain from the race. <laughs> but um, it really helped me to know why I was doing it. 
I never enjoyed racing when you have like STEMI cramps, but that race showed me that I'm also capable of racing well when I'm maybe not in my best day and still managed to overcome it. And yeah, that was an important day to me. Like, of course, the win was huge because it was my first Ironman world title, but also to know that I'm able to win a race when not everything goes to plan. And that was the biggest success to me. You put it in your secret box, you know, when you know, even on a bad day, um, I can be strong. I don't think it's only titles which define success. Definitely. I, I think it's making the best out of every situation. Um, it's a little bit also my slogan, actually. So overcoming challenges in training or injuries as well, it can be very frustrating. So having the patience to get through it is also success. That's um, not just in racing. I mean, it's also in life or in business. It's exactly the same. You always have things not going according to plan, but managing those difficult situations, I believe that's what you can then call success. And that's, I think, from person to person, very different. I think it's important to also acknowledge it because it can motivate you when you sometimes tell yourself that was actually quite good. I'm proud I survived that or I managed to overcome that. And maybe 10 years ago, I was much harder on myself. I never kind of tried to be proud. And with the years, I just felt like I need to also be sometimes happy about what I do. And I started to see simple things as success. And for example, making time with friends can be a success too, because it's not always easy if you're I don't know, tired or really busy. So it can be very little things that you can call a success. The sickness I had in 2010 was one of the most challenging things I had in my life. I mean, I picked up a, a bark from a race from the river and then was like badly sick. Then it kept going for like almost one and a half years in total. So in the end, it was like a intestinal overgrowth and having the digestion not working properly and just not being able to take in the food was, yeah, of course, not helping in training, but also even just normal living was hard because I was constantly tired and also nauseous. And I think the hardest part was not knowing what it was in the start. So it took me a long time to find out. It definitely challenged my mind because I, I mean, I had days where I literally got up, I tried to go swimming and I was at the pool and I was too tired to actually go in. So I went home again and coming from training three times a day as an athlete, being suddenly so tired and demotivated, it was very hard to understand and also to accept because I'm more used to have energy and, you know, most of the time enjoying my training and um, there it was just, everything was uh, yeah quite depressing. And I don't know, actually now when I look back, I don't know how I went through it. I just kind of always hoped tomorrow it will be better. And it took like one and a half years to think like that. And eventually, I think a year after they found out what it was and we could treat it, I was... Um, very close to quitting. I then started to look for uh, studies because I wanted to, to have my mind somewhere else. And that helped as well. I went back to Switzerland, had more of a, like a different life. And then 
suddenly it started to get better, started to recover after a long break and the body found its power again. I think deep down, you know what you want to do. And I think at that moment I did know that I don't want to quit. So I still found a way, but it was definitely quite a challenging year. Being patient helps. And then also that I started studying, um, having something else, taking a bit of pressure away from having to train because obviously if you're a professional athlete, it's your job to train. And if you can't do your job for a year and only race bad, you start to think, hey, do I still do my job properly? And that helped me definitely to have my mind somewhere else. Also, because I found out through my studies how much I liked the sport. I went to studies and had eight hours of classes every day. And after four hours, I actually just wanted to go outside to train. So knowing what you don't want to do the rest of your life helps as well to know what it's worth fighting for. <laughs> Balance is super important. I think you only know when you're having a bad time, how important it is. When everything is going great, I sometimes don't feel like I need something else, but also in life um, have other things than the sport is very important to me. Having friends outside of the sport can help as well. I have a lot of friends which have nothing to do with sport. And to me, that felt always very refreshing because especially in bad moments, you can then just talk about other things. You don't need to always talk about how your training goes because if you had a year of bad training, you don't want to talk about your training anymore. So it gives me energy to have something else next to the on scene. I definitely think there's lots of things I learned in sport, which helps me. I mean, not giving up, for example, is definitely something um, that helps me in every part of the situation. Um, having that, you know, bite where someone else says it's not worth fighting for it. And I think as an athlete, you know, that if you have a goal, there's um, a way to reach it. And you're also willing to fight for it. What I learned in Ironman is to think step by step, try to not think too far ahead. For example, the jellyfish, I didn't think how the whole day is going to be. I just decided not to quit. I just said, okay, I'm going to get out of the water and see how big my arm is. And then I'm going to somehow continue. The situation can be very overwhelming. And when you then think about all the consequences, it feels too much and too far. And I think having just a little goal in that moment can help you um, achieve the result step by step. It helped me in studying a lot when I had a lot to do. When I look at the, the piles which you have to finish, you think, oh, there's no way you're going to be able to do it. I just try to focus on sheet by sheet and eventually you'll be through it. And that's a little bit of a technique. I learned it through racing because in an Ironman, if you think about the run when you're in the swim, you don't want to do it. It's too long, you know, and same if you have like a huge day and you don't know how to actually manage the whole day because it's a lot to do. Then I, I always try to just take step by step and focus on the next five minutes and then the next five minutes. After 2018, at the win in Kona, I was kind of wondering what the next step is. It was a, a challenging phase. I think I had a bit of a rough time for a while because I didn't know how I can still improve or also how I can 
show a better race than the jellyfish bite. I think this also kind of made me think more, um, am I actually really happy with what I'm doing? And for a while, I might have just, you know, kind of ticked the boxes and you're doing something and you don't really think why you're doing it. You just do it. And then sometimes I believe it's also good to ask yourself, is this what I want to do or not? And so I had to kind of find a new motivation to why do I want to do it? Like what else do I want to achieve? And yeah, I really found out that I just love doing it and I didn't really need a bigger reason. It also came a bit because I got asked this question a lot. It's like, why do you still do it? Like you want everything. And I didn't have an answer. So I started to think and yeah, I don't really have a proper answer. I just love doing it. And I like the feeling of training and the process of getting fitter. I think to me, that's still the most satisfying feeling in the world. Of course, I do need a goal and um, I thought about like what else I want to achieve. But to me, it stays the race in Kona. I didn't need something bigger because it was the biggest race to me. That was triathlon legend Daniela Reef. If handling negative thoughts is something you want to tackle, take a listen to Daniela's episode because Kate leads you through a reset routine that can help you refocus quickly when dealing with discouraging thoughts or experiences. There's plenty more uncut episodes available for you to listen to whenever you want, along with lots more episodes of Mindset Win, so go check them out wherever you get your podcasts.